Welcome to You Are Awaited. That was a lot of information in four minutes. With the, and, uh, with no dialogue until the very end. That's right. Yeah, it's just so the flashbacky stuff. Why'd you leave us? Why'd you leave us? Yeah, so much storytelling. My name's Travis. My name's Yuri, and you are awaited. Um, we just watched the second four minutes, so we're eight minutes in to Mad Max Fury Road. And so much has happened, right. and to, so much world building has been done. To get in, in, the, in those four minutes, to remind you, where we last left off was uh, Max was being chased by down the corridor after breaking free. Yes. Of the people he was being... Uh, Still uh, ostensibly the intro to the film. There's, right. There's two opening sequences to the film. There's the car chase, which is 45 seconds a minute. Something, yeah. And then there's this massive foot chase, which right. takes us... Which, by the way, serves as a really clever introduction to the world... Um, in the guise of a foot chase. We see parts of the compound. We get an introduction mm -hmm. to the water, which becomes really relevant later. Right. Um, we can even, when he's when he's clawing on the, and he's trying to escape, we see there's there's greenery outside. Yep, there's hints of it, but never like mm -hmm. quite, quite shown. And it's, it, well, it's a perfect little metaphor. He's looking through the bars at this green landscape, and then he's obscured mm -hmm. by this kid who is, I guess he left die at some point. Right. And then pulled back down underwater. Um, it's just really smart world building and really yeah. smart storytelling to just give us all this in the guise of a pretty badass foot chase. Right. It's you know it has one of the it, when, I, when I first saw the trailer for this movie and, and fell in love with it even you know months before uh, it, it came out uh, that that sequence where he he's he's running and then he sees his car he runs he comes across a room mm -hmm. he's under he's underground or he's in some tunnels and there are these uh, uh, you know ducts you know sort of as steam pipes mm -hmm. or whatever they are. Uh, running down the walls, we don't know exactly where we are. He comes upon his interceptor being worked on, being being fixed, you know, because yeah. they, they it is it got being wrecked. fixed or is it being stripped? Or is it being parts? stripped? We don't know yet. Okay, we don't know yet. But they're working on it. I tried case. to look at it and see, and it, it. and it gives him pause because yeah. I think it's interesting that it, that the car stops him. Yeah, because it's such a huge part of who he is. Even though he's being chased by these guys, he sees his car. Yeah. I don't know, obviously, what's going through his mind. Can I get it? You use it to get away. Or he's can thinking, I? "Where's my camel he's train? Thinking, Where's my camels? <laughs> my camel train? I gotta find my camels." They stole my camels. He's probably thinking of that most of the time. I know I am. Yeah. Sorry to keep going back to Mad Max. Uh, you know, I'm sorry too. What's it I don't called? Know why? Why do you hate? Why do you hate our listeners? Thunderdome. Why do you hate me? Well, Star Wars is the worst. But go ahead. <laughs> we, by the way, we haven't watched it. I know we made plans last time to possibly see it again. We haven't done it. My that. fault. Totally, Travis's fault. We yep. might. We might have started this with. So we went and saw Star Wars again, after, <laughs> yeah. and well, Travis ruined it. Uh -huh. I, well, I'm happy in a way. I'm happy because it would have ruined my week. I feel right. like I had done that. So right. I'm going to push off ruining my week. It's, uh, I'll tell you what. This next viewing, if we end up going to see Star Wars, God, is going to be really like interesting because we like we're going into it with such bile <laughs> and vitriol, and it's really going to have to work hard to win us over. Yeah. And if it does, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like if it does, we just don't air any of the Star Trek, any Star Wars stuff. Star Wars. We stuff. just say we just forget cut it. it. Out. Just just. Yeah, yeah, if there have been some really weird cutouts in this, and you're like, why did they, in the middle of the sentence, that just dropped out and then they came back, we were talking about Star Although, technically, we would cut this out, too, wouldn't we? Yeah, this would be gone. Anyway, so so Mad Max, who he's, who he's running, the car, he runs into the interceptor, yep. and then there's that moment where he, he jumps across the top, Great and then stunt. the other guys, almost like flowing water, yep. there's this cascade of guys sliding across the top, the top that is so beautifully choreographed and I remember it from the trailer it was mm -hmm. it was the you know while I was entranced by most moments in in the trailer when I first saw it that moment that fluidity that that mm. piece of choreography sold me on the yeah, like I, I wanted to absolutely. see the movie I and picked I was that out too that yeah. was that was something so stunningly done because also 
it, it works in the context of the trailer, but also in the context of a film because the War Boys are pretty incompetent up until this point. Like there's set what seven or eight of them in the water scene, and right. they have him. They have him mm -hmm. pinned underwater and got him by the ankles and uh, running away again. So I, I'm a little not impressed by the War Boys up until up until that point. And then they have this beautiful like choreographed yeah. jump over a hood of a car or the the roof of a car. And I yeah. think I think to myself, okay, I'll give him a shot. Right, right, and 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 we do. We did. Uh, we I did. did. I didn't stop watching. We just, I kept no, watching. I, we, kept, we kept watching. I was gonna. Well, like, you knew you only had three minutes that you had to watch. If it was gonna be bad, and we know that it's not. Yeah. So he's so he's running down the hallway, and he gets more visions. It's not just the girl this time. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of other people that we don't know about. An Aboriginal guy. It's an Aboriginal guy. guy yeah. And then an older woman. Or, uh -huh. I mean, older than the girl. And then another woman, right? So uh, and then another woman, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then an older, older woman. Yeah, I yeah. think. Um. So so clearly. He's got guilt over something. I and love this kind of storytelling. This is one of my favorite types of storytelling that, that you see so little of now in modern cinema, which is it, the point of this is character building. It's a character's mm -hmm. moment for Max, who's like, listen, he's haunted by these people he couldn't save. Right. That's enough. And the idea that we would have to explain who these people are, what relationship they were to him, and why, how exactly he failed him, it doesn't matter. And so few directors and scripts, I think, are confident enough to say, no, no, this is a moment about Max. This other stuff, you're curious about it, and it's interesting, and it's well done, and, and you, know, you know there's a story that they've thought through. Mm -hmm. We don't get that here. Right. We don't get told that. And I think that's so, so confident and so good. And is, to my mind, one of the first... Um, character precursors to this idea that we're going to come back to, I feel like, a lot, which is everything you pull on in this movie holds together. You yeah. know? Uh, wh speaking of which, the, even the way they, they, they lower the war rigs down with these little iron um, in, uh, rocks, in, yeah, rocks boulders, encased yeah. with, with iron is so smart. And you, it gives yeah. you just enough to go, wait, what is that? Holy crap, that's so cool. Cut away. You never see it again. Right. Yeah. No, and, awesome. and, it's, and it's one of the reasons that I fell in love with this movie so hard after I saw it the first time is what you're just saying. So many movies now, so many you know American directors or just modern directors would have felt the need to explain every little thing. Yeah, um, you know they would just do, they do a, they do they would do a flashback scene. Yes, and it to would what, suck. To, to why to how he couldn't save those people. And then and and it wouldn't really add anything to the film because okay now we know that he, but we already get that. Yeah. With the little flashes. Although the little flashes are, you know, as, as much as I love them as an idea, they're kind of janky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, the, the effects on them. That's right. But, I, yeah, that's right. But yeah, this, this film does ne never once does it spoon feed you or, you know, I felt, I felt respected as an intelligent moviegoer mm -hmm. when I went to this movie. That I didn't, you know, that, that the director was like, hey, you'll catch up. I believe in you. Um, you don't. I don't need to explain this stuff to you. Well, that, that's the thing is, it's or, it's, or I'm not going to explain this stuff to you. So you better catch up or fuck you. You know, hang walk, on, walk away. But yeah. also, it's not relevant. Like that's the thing is, all you know from that is all you need to know, and it's it's bare bones, stripped down storytelling. Uh, he says, one of the characters says, "You basically you let us die. Why right. didn't you save us?" That's it. He's haunted by the memory of people who couldn't save him. Oh, he who, who he couldn't save. save. That's. Great. That's it. That's all you got to know. That would, that's one of the character motivators for Max. We're good to go. Now it'd be interesting to know what happened. It'd be interesting to know in what way, particularly, he failed, because that would may resonate with other sort of actions right. he takes later in the film. But as a simple piece of storytelling, it's unnecessary to know anything else beyond that. And they just give us what we need, and they move on. And what a lovely feeling in a foot chase to feel like you're trying to catch up to a film. Yeah, it's great. It's so interesting to be like, okay, wait, what is happening? Where are we? What, what, who are these people painted white? Right. Why, why'd they capture him? 
why is he trying so hard to escape? Like, it's just all this stuff coming. And then in the midst of that, you get a character backstory. Right. It's just efficient storytelling. And, and a side note, uh, I mentioned that some of that story plays out in the comic book, you know, that they released which I, afterwards. Which I have not read still. I figured. I, yeah. You know, I think it should be a running thing now. You just shouldn't read it. Until until we're done. Do we have and characters I... in this podcast? Am I like the slack jerk? And you're the, no, you're no. the guy who does crystal meth. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wow, you had to go back to that, didn't you? Um, well, if we have characters, no, I have no, to be true. a character that's true. moment. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. In fact, hey, look, you, well, you're the look, one who does drugs. You're the drug guy. You do ayahuasca. Uh, right, right. Yeah. I try to make you drink during the podcast. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm clearly the one with the problem I here. love the idea that I'm the slacker and you're the druggie. And I'm the druggie. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do that. let's let's play those let's play those roles. I'm coming so high to the next recording. I'm yeah. coming so high. I'm going to subvert all and expectations. So slack. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but those there the, the the girl I sort of understand, but the rest of those characters, the Aboriginal guy and the older woman, don't figure into that story. So so they're they're totally new. Yeah. In any case, there's a you know the beautiful moment is the end of this foot chase when he bursts out of this you know door, and almost falls off a cliff, and the whole world is laid out for you. Everything that you thought was this world that he was trapped in, this dark, you know, enclosed, uh, claustrophobic place, mm-hmm. is all of a sudden, you know, blown out of the water. And he immediately sees all of these things that are important to, to building the world. Like mm-hmm. you said, he sees the, you know, the, the, the symbol of Immortan Joe. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the skull, the steering wheel, uh, flames, and, and he sees people down below. He mm-hmm. sees... Um, greenery on the top of a mountain. He sees, you know, the, the desert. He's, you know, all of that. That it's he's in this, this massive compound, mm-hmm. and is obviously stunned by that. Also, also because he's about to fall off a cliff. Right uh, into a pretty poorly done green screen. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just let's, let's just call it. Let's just be as honest as we can about this. Hey, we're if, if we're nothing if not honest about this, and we're honest about how much we love it, but we will call it in places that we. Uh, yeah, because that green screen fails. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes, the, you, you know, you know why we notice the green screen? Because there's hardly any in this film. Oh, right, that's fair. There's, there's so little. There's so little in this. So film. why not make the ones that it, where it is yeah, really good? You got me there. You may as well. Hey, we got right. seven green screen shots. Let's nail them, boys. Right. And it's just one dude in the basement being like, "Sorry, you paid me forty bucks an hour. Right. I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. I'm, I worked in the Matrix. Fuck you. Guys. Right. <laughs> right. I work in Opal Mines. I'm just some Australian dude that George <laughs> Miller knew. Yeah. Cool uh, though. Wait, I want to go back to something you said. Yeah. Um, the old woman is that someone I should have recognized? You acted like. I don't think so. Okay. But the old and, woman, and, and maybe misremembering, different to... In, to you than the Aboriginal guys you said. Um, yeah, I'm, and I have to go back and make sure that, that I actually saw that one. Um, but you recognize her? No, you don't. No, no, her. I don't recognize her. Okay, okay, no. sorry, that's, sorry. That's, weird sidetrack. I just thought that uh, you, just you call had the show sidetrack. <laughs> yeah, right. Sidetracking with uh, Travis and Yuri. Um, and so, so he, so he, so rather than, so you know, Max being always on the run and, and a survivor, rather than being caught by these guys who, you know, he. He leaps with his with his chained manacled wrists out onto a, a hook, some sort of you know construction lifting device, some hook thing, um, and then of course is is basically trapped, suspended over that. Um, you know he, he manages to take one of the guys out by by pulling him off the, the the ledge, but they you know it's inevitable they get him back in. Um, they have these hooks to pull him in, yeah. which when I was watching it this time I hadn't really noticed. I hadn't really yeah. noticed it before, but I thought oh that's convenient, and then I went. No, of course it's convenient. That was those were probably yes. on racks on the walls yes. because you're gonna have to have something to get that. So those once are storage again, devices. I mean, I, once the, again, it tracks. It tracks so hard. Just on that note, at the first time I saw this, I was like, well, that's very, very helpful that there's a hook coming towards him. Right. Um, but then I watched for it this time, and it's clearly a transport system between the two 
yeah. ways, which makes a hundred percent sense. If you're separated by a huge chasm and you get, you want to get goods and things from one side mm. to the other, that's the you way to do it. You need to be able to reach out and pull the, the whatever's and on the And have the pulley. You. you have the yeah. pulley system set up between those two, two things. It really makes a lot of sense on a logistical yeah. level, and it makes sense, like you said, that they'd have those poles to get the mm. to to hook the things in. It's right. like. Um, just creative uh, living. These guys have really merged into the landscape, and they've they've made it work for themselves. Yeah, oh, and so and then good. and then in a, in, a, in a weird choice, somebody throws something around Max's face that is basically flesh colored. Yeah. So I remember seeing seeing in the trailer when that happened that I was I was because it, it you know it, it obscures his his face, but it also sort of looks like his face because mm -hmm. it's flesh colored. I don't know if it's wet leather or you know whatever it is, um, but it has a very odd. Um, it's a effect. weird moment. It's a, it is a weird moment, but but then they pull him in, and then we get to title of the movie. We haven't even gotten the title of the movie yet. Yeah, like that's the beginning of the Mad movie. Mad Max Fury, Fury Road. Road. <laughs> but that's it. It's just two chase sequences setting up the idea that they've captured this guy. That's it. That that's it. I mean, and it, who and, he is. And that is that. To be fair, that is the prologue to the film. It's yeah. the movie doesn't start until they have him captured and they're going off on the war rig. And now listen, the inciting incident or whatever this film, um, I guess is the moving of the war rig, which happens about five minutes yeah. in, or eight minutes in. Mm -hmm. um, but that's really the start of the film. It's, it's Charlie's Theron going off to get some, guess what, gasoline. Gasoline, it's your favorite oh, word. It's Literally. such a stupid thing. But, but then, but then in, in these next moments when the war rig is starting to move out, you get so many details that are, that are once again not, not spoon-fed to you about these characters and the world. Oh, that little kid blowing that dust onto Morton Joe's back is so... Right, right. <laughs> so good. Right. Clearly, he's clears disease. Clearly, you know, we're setting up that there's you know radiation or whatever you know disease that they can't fight, and so they're they're fighting it however they can. But they've got the the guy. I don't remember the the character's name, but he's the sort of the the chief on the war rig. You know, aside from from the driver, aside the from bald Furiosa. Son. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He who and, by the way worked out twenty four hour fitness on Sunset for years. I used to work out next to him all the time. Stop it. No, he's enormous. He's an enormous guy. Wait, which guy? The, the, oh, no, no, the bald the son. son. Sorry, not the son I'm talking about. Oh, but, yeah, but now I understand who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, the guy who, when they're loading up the war rig, he's chanting. He's, oh, he's that letting dude, them the know, accent. He's letting them know what, they, what they're carrying. He's letting you yeah. know a little bit about... Mother's and this milk. took me, this took me, you know, repeated viewings to hear, and I still don't understand all of what he's saying. But, but he yells, he yells, you know, karma crazy war boys, yeah. Fukushima war boys, but, you know, radiation, based, yeah. you know, yeah. the Fukushima yeah. meltdown. Yeah. Um, I didn't and catch that. he That's says, it. you know, today we're hauling aquacola, which then we find out is what Immortan Joe calls water. Yeah. Uh, do you hate that or do you? Do, I hate do, it. You hate it? Yeah. It's another one of those gasoline things. No, gasoline's See, I, worse. Gasoline is even worse. Okay. Yeah, yeah gasoline's worse. Aquacola, I'm like, mm, whatever. It's okay. Dumb. It's dumb, but it. it's ju it's justified it. dumb to me. Yeah. We're like, I could see that guy making that. It's it's told through the filter of uh, Morton Joe's brain, and that makes yeah. it okay to me. It's yeah. not like the writers did guzzling, like George Miller did guzzling, and Morton Joe did. And you'll always hate him Aquacola. a little bit for it. Yeah, yeah. You, you see what I mean? Like the motivation of where the word comes from is what bothers me. Mm -hmm. Like to me, guzzling is the writer of the movie being clever, and right. Aquacola is something a Morton Joe would have come up with. Probably, so it doesn't bother me as much. Okay. Okay. So anyway, go on. Anyway, so so he says today we're hauling Aquacola, which we don't know what it is just yet, hmm. and you know we'll find out later. But it's it's little tidbits, you know. Today we're hauling mother's milk. Uh, we're going to. Uh, uh, does he say he's gas? Yeah, they're going to gas town. Um, so we, uh, a place which we assume is maybe where gas comes from, or where you know gas is. Uh, who, who knows? Going to gas town. Right. Uh, uh, abandoned titles for this movie. Right. Right. Going to get. Yeah, that would have been actually much more, worse. Yeah, much worse. Um, 
and then we're, we're introduced to so so they're setting it up clearly this is you know we're going somewhere um, and then um, we're, we're introduced a bit to to Immortan Joe the the people who surround him we don't find out until later that that at least two of those guys are his direct spawn the little dude and the big the, dude yeah the little dude the in the Dan background the Dan DeVito and the Arnold Schwarzenegger yes Dan DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger and twins absolutely uh -huh. um, they you know he's, a, he's about to make an announcement of some sort um, so you see him getting ready they're putting this you know pseudo armor onto him and it's got fucking medals which I think are made from I've never noticed this before uh, from cars they're, they're little um, the 500 I'll have to go back the 500 was what stuck out to me Same. isn't that a Chrysler isn't that a Chrysler yeah uh, I, wa I wanted to go actually let's go back and free, free, freeze frame that because I wanted to talk about that. that's one of the things I okay, sort well, of keep earmarked. talking while I, while I find it I, I thought it seemed to me like a mishmash of old American and Australian Medals, actually military medals. Actually, okay. I that that was like the first glance glance I glimpse I got. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I I highlighted the five hundred two, which seemed like a car thing to me also. Mm -hmm. And the idea that there would be this like built mythology out of cars and ancient military history makes total sense to me. Right. If I Absolutely. saw that correctly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What you're seeing you in the know, back here in the background here. We'll see. Um, is oh god, this is oh, so did, good. He's got a breathing apparatus that he uses. Oh, you know, I think it's I missed so it. Good. I think it was earlier because he's already got the chest. Okay, there, we there go. it is. There it is. Um, we see the the wheels of the of the rig have uh, these devices. Let's see, see, that's a U.S. Uh, uh, army. This is uh, oh, you're right. Military. And there's a microchip there from a from a from a board oh, from that's the inside amazing. of. So it's all remnants. Of, oh, these are military. But you're right. Some of these are are straight up uh, military and random. This is this is car, this and crushed bottle caps on his shoulders. Yeah, Look at that flattened yes, bottle caps. It looks right. like. Yeah. This is crushed bottle caps. This is a uh, automobile thing. The bottom left metal yeah. is like a uh, looks like maybe okay. a fan belt or something. Right. And then this is a, obviously that. U.S. military. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's the real. Evil the, but that. But that's the, the mythology that this world would have. It would be this guy right. fancies himself a bit of a war leader. Yeah. He, ca call, he calls his minions war boys. Right. So he's a military leader. He sees himself as some sort of general. But also there's this car culture. So he's sort of syncretize right. these different you know mythologies into one and and they you know the, the next thing that goes in i mean it's, there are a lot, obviously a lot of chains you know for gears for you know whether you know bicycles motorcycles whatever mm -hmm. that becomes part of his uh part of what he what he puts on um and then of course the big you know cod piece which which you know i mean if you if you really want to get heady on it we, we see that this is you know this male run you know society so, that's all yeah. about um you know sex and death and 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 you know all the the big the, the big things the big you know sort of things that are consistently uh, attributed to or you know uh, to to the male dominating you know the patriarchy and so on. Mm. Um, you know, I, but I'm not I'm not really good no, at getting heady. So I'm with you. you no, know, I mean here's the thing. On paper, there's a couple things in this that feel. Can you be the heady one and I can be the guy who's not really? I'm the slacker. You're the druggie, bro. Let's just be our people. But that'll be that's that's why it's interesting. Because you're, you're the slacker, but you're the heady guy. Heady slacker hey. and, uh, and well. Okay, let's let's we're still we're still playing. <clears throat> the idea on paper that the, so the medals work for me in in ideas of where these mythologies came from. The idea of trading epaulets for bike chains or car chains on paper mm. feels dumb to me, but visually works so well in a way that's unexpected to me like yeah. of course that's the obvious idea is that oh instead of epaulets he's got bike chains or car chains um it just feels like a simple idea to me mm -hmm. but one that's i think really effective and works really well because they don't highlight it it's just right. part of his thing and again the the having his 
you know, wheel cod. I'm making a gesture to my penis right now, but this wheel cod piece thing and feels on paper. For the record, I looked down there when you. What did you see? I, I saw that, an impressive, you know, something that you want to cover with a cod piece. High five. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, we have the same color uh, pants on today. We do. Okay. Not planned. Not planned. Uh, we're buddies. So I'm yeah, but that again, that for next time. <laughs> that this the wheel cod piece. I feel like, I feel like it's an obvious idea, but is really interesting on screen and really sort of moving in a way that is, I don't know, gets me a little amped up. Gets me a little amped up, ready yeah. for some action. Yeah. I me love too. the boils and postules on his back, too. I just think they're so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm And with why, you. here's a question for you. I may, I may know the answer to this, but but the, the clear right. casing. Yeah, why why wouldn't you just want to hide his, you know, clearly, you know, not fit or, you know, frankly, diseased... Uh, or maybe because it just sort of distorts it enough so that it may look like he's got that underneath. I wonder if from a distance people think he's actually not wearing a shirt or has those things oh, onto his shit. chest or something. You're, yeah. Like I wonder if it's built for the minions. How often do they see him up close? Like how often are they allowed to see Never, him up close? Never, right? So I wonder if this is, oh, they think he's super healthy, has a six-pack muscular guy. Right, because it's, yeah, it's all shaded. and So maybe, I don't know. No, I like, I like, I like your theory. Also, we've seen this scene in, what, 150 films where a guy's getting ready to go make a speech to... Uh, a bunch of people down below, maybe sick or something. I feel like we've seen that before, but the way this is executed is... This is basically the King's speech. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. That's one of the, the most iconic versions of this. And I, I was mostly joking, but... but no, I, it's but, true. But, but I guess, yeah. I guess. Be, because it's a guy with a deaf... Well, the King's speech, he's not. he's got a stutter, but he's not physically like struggling to get there. But I feel like I've seen a guy struggle to get to a speech before right. and has to like put on a front for the minions, for the crowd, for the right. the populace. Right. That's like a thing I know in my head, I've yeah. seen before. Yeah. But this one is expositing so much information, again, mm -hmm. relentlessly, the idea of this kid blowing this sort of healing s s dust on his postules. He, we don't know why he's sick or what those are, but we have mm -hmm. a sense that something's deeply wrong. Also, that kid doesn't look happy to be doing it. No. It's cl clear, clearly not a relative. Clearly Would he's, you be no. happy? He's so unhappy. No. We get a sense that we, get, we see a guy in a wheelchair who's maybe a foot and a half tall, who's physically deformed yeah. in some aggressive way. Yeah. Not, again, not explained. Mm -hmm. We see these medals with a, with a... And I do think that shot is framed to highlight the American... Eagle and Stars and Stripes. It's almost in the exact center. Well, it's, it's just a little right, right but it's frame, the, but yeah. It's lit in a different, it's, that, it's, yeah. it glows. No, you right. I, I feel like we're supposed to get some sort of military sense out of that. It's just constantly pushing information to you that's beautiful, visually entertaining, and is full of meaning. And and this this also makes him a warlord. Like we see this and they go, Great he point. is a general, he is a military guy, he's a warlord. That's right. That's um, really Someone right. to be you know feared and respected. I also geek yeah. out on the uh, the guy you mentioned before doing the chants and the guy who's like connecting all the pipes and the hoses. Yeah. I get off on that that mechanical shit. It feels Me so too. rugged and masculine. And real. Yeah. It's just like clank and pipe and then raise the rocks and then we're going to put the wheel on the car. Well, it's this so good. I mean, George Miller's always been really physical, but this movie is so physical in so many ways from the fact that they you know, used as little CGI as possible. And, you know, full disclosure, they did. I mean, it's, it's, they did use some here and there for, for things, you know, to blend shots together or to make, you know, uh, the environment look, you know, mm -hmm. a different way. Or, but, but a lot of the, but there's so much physical stuff in there, the actual props, the actual cars, the actual stunts, um, whereas a lot of films would not, would not have the balls to, to do that. I love that you pointed out those microchips. I did not see that circuit board. I didn't either until until we just. <laughs> it's uh, such a neat little because addition. you're drawn to the, you're drawn to the five hundred because mm -hmm. you recognize that and yeah. the, and the eagle. Yeah, I never. I don't think I ever would have caught that. But it's such an interesting little bit of backstory. Well, and and George Miller always seems to put 
the most important thing in exactly pretty much the center of frame. Yeah, you'll catch it. Yeah. 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 <coughs> um, um, so, so they get out to, to, to do the speech. We don't know what the speech is. Um, and we actually see there's a reflected, somebody's using, they're cre they've, they've got this spotlight created. You see it dance across the mm -hmm. front of the, it's a reflected light mm -hmm. off of a, you know, a, a piece of glass or you know, chrome or something like that. To, to highlight him, even though it's in the middle of the fucking day. That's great. That's great. Um, so it's yet another, you know, here's a, a low-tech, you know, version of, you know, of, of what Modern we expect functionality. From, from this moment. We see uh, also, too, in the sort of brief glimpses of the crowd below that they are uh, basically post-apocalyptic lepers. They are, yeah. the, 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 whatever has happened in this world, which you don't really know yet, mm -hmm. has uh, maimed them. Has, there's, we see birth defects, we see what looks like wounds, we see just broken people clamoring for something here. Yeah. And this is kind of where the clip and cuts then, And then when you too, see the people who surround him are these muscular, you know, I mean, these, there's yeah. clearly a reason that these guys are on top and those people are, yeah. you know, the, the detritus of society. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this question. Do I, feel like, I feel like this is going to become relevant. Um, you want to know what the word detritus means, don't you? No, no. I, I always pronounce it detritus. Detritus? Which you know what, I you probably, may be right. I don't think I am. Okay. It sounded so fluid when you said it, but I've always I, I was it I was scared when I opened my mouth and it came out because I'm like, do I really even know what that means? I think detritus is the. But <laughs> okay. again, I, I don't know. Here's my question though for you: Is how good are you at cars? <laughs> because I'm not I'm not good at cars. Most, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna own up to that. I've let's talk, let's be. Okay. Let me be very clear okay. about what I know, okay. and you can be very clear about okay. what you know. Right. Uh, I can. I'm a pro. At, I can change my oil. I can change tires. Not a problem. Mm -hmm. um, I've changed a CV boot with my stepfather. And that took a while. I can recognize when a car doesn't start, whether it's a starter or the battery mm -hmm. or um, the alternator. That's I've listed everything I know about cars, I feel like, just now. That's about 90% more than, than I understand oh, about cars. Oh, this is great. So I'll be the car right. expert. So you can be, so you can be the car expert. This is terrifying because I've I have, My dad did make me change the oil with him you know, growing up. Right. But it was a totally different kind of car than I own now. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know that I would be able to, to necessarily do it in a car that I own now. Which is what? Let's which talk is, about that because you're a, watching Mad Max, which is badass cars. and you Which have is a, a smart car. Okay. Right. I, 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 you know, after I saw this movie, I wanted to kit my smart car out like a car from this movie because I think that would just be hilarious. <laughs> that would be the best. Right? A really badass smart car. A really badass smart car with like, you know, a chain gun. We'll fuck it. you up, but we can get in some good parking spots too. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I have, uh, I've changed tires, but I can change tire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but the internal workings, I mean, a car for all intents and purposes, you, you pour a magic substance into it and then it magically makes it go. <laughs> right. That's right. That's about cars. Cars are magic. I watched. Do you know what a V8 versus a V6 is? Yes. Okay. It's cylinders. Okay. Right. And it, and it more more cylinders, more power. I th I think you can have a six cylinder V8 or a six cylinder V6. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bet against you on this one, okay. but I feel very. A very low confidence level on that because you clearly know more about cars. I than recognize I do. this is an embarrassing part of this podcast, but I felt like let, honesty let this is podcast important. be filled with embarrassment for both of us. Okay, I, I just feel like we need to. We're going to talk a lot about cars in this film because yeah, because it's 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 a huge yeah. And when I say geek out when they connect pipes and stuff, I don't know what the fuck they're connecting. I just know I like it because it feels it feels masculine and it feels um, you know mechanical. There's yeah. something about that in our yeah our geno, genome that makes us respond the, to that. There is a reason that I'm attracted to old muscle cars, and I think why many men are. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what there is, but, but there's, there's something powerful about these basic, you know, basic combustion, you know, minimum of, of, of parts to make it go, mm -hmm. um, you know, raw power that, you know, 
you know, I've always wanted a, you know, like a 1970 Hemi Barracuda. Mm. And, and even I know that, and I don't know much about cars. Yeah, I totally get that. I, totally, I would never get yeah. one in real life. <coughs> I but listened, I'd love to have one. You yeah, know? I've gone to old car shows before. Yeah, and literally, you, you guys have learned. I don't. I mean, know that's what that, I'm the, talking the, bar, about, the Barracuda thing is probably because I, I grew up watching Phantasm. The oh, Phantasm movies, sure. And that was <laughs> that's funny. that was you know anyway. Which is a nerdy way to get to cars in a way. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm into yeah. it. Yeah, I would go to the car shows and not knowing anything. I, I never had a passion to understand them more. I'm realizing I have looked at like how stuff works, like how's a car engine work, mm -hmm. and I know the basic thing. But I constantly forget and I have to re right. relook it up. Yeah. I don't really know. But there is this part of this American culture, and I think part of it's our age, where we're mm -hmm. coming out of, like what mm -hmm. our generation is, which is coming out of this, you know, our parents were part of the 50s and 60s and 70s, like this, like muscle car era, which is like the yeah. heyday of American cars. That's something we were taught was cool, I guess. Like yeah. my mom thought that was cool. I'm sure yeah. my dad thought that was cool. And it's sort of in us. But I wonder how much of that is like, where we grew up and, and how much of that is still a thing of American culture. Like, I yeah. don't know if my sister or kids today give a crap about... They yeah. prefer silent Tesla cars, I'm sure, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. And they're like, oh, this car, this muffler is broken. It's putting exhaust into the atmosphere. It's all valid concerns, but sure. I wonder if they... But, but not a concern, you know, when, when your world is ruined like this. That is the least of these people's worries. Yeah, there's no and, CFC right. protests going on here. Right, exactly. Um, although we don't know what the speeches he's about to give. True, it could be. We must reduce carbon emissions. <laughs> <laughs> I called all of you <laughs> together today. Um, but but we're about to to find you know, and it becomes uh, you know very clear very early in this film that these you know that that cars because they they form probably you know such a huge part of um, you know power and and life in this in this world. Is religion like that's yeah. their their religion is cars it comes out when when he when he finally finally start the speech which is more Joe I don't think he even has spoken yet at this point it's just his side guy mm -hmm. you know he says welcome to the stage the, yeah the Immortan Joe you know yeah, yeah. which is the first time we've heard his name mm -hmm. uh, Immortan which is interesting because it's not immortal mm -hmm. the Immortan Joe I don't you know I yeah but it's, it's another interesting thing that they don't explain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um, but he says but and then Everybody, you know, sort of down below, at least the, the, the war boys, they all put their, their fingers together above their heads and, and lower their gaze as if, you know, it's a, it's a, a reverence mm -hmm. thing to, to somebody more powerful than them. I didn't find out till, till later that when, when you put your fingers together, that's a V8 engine. That's, that symbolizes the eight. Yes. Which is beautiful. I mean, I've taken to doing that to, you know, when things are awesome. I, you know, I mean, that's my new thumbs up. How did you know that? Did you just figure that I out? Think I, I think I think somebody told me that. It's really good. And it good. immediately became clear. Can you just take credit for it? I, I really you know what? It was my idea. idea. I told George Miller that's what he should do. <laughs> that's really good. That's really. It does look like an engine. Now yeah. that you say it. Yeah. I, I never thought about that. So one thing we. God, this movie so. I know. I keep thinking. Well, well done. I keep thinking we'll have about ten minutes to talk about it. It's already we're already up at um, at half an hour. So we should probably wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. But well, the one thing we've we've neglected to talk about is we've. We've just been introduced, but only by the back of her head. Um, it, it's a matter of fact, she's the first person we see That's right. coming out of the, the break where, where you, know, so you see the title, and you see somebody walking away from camera with a brand on the back of her neck. Every time I always think it's, it's Tom Hardy, mm. you know, his, it's, it's, uh, it's Max's character, because they finally brand, you know, they, mm -hmm. they caught him, and he's been branded, and now he's, no. It, it's this badass woman, you know, mm -hmm. who we're about to find out. Yeah. Um, we don't know who she is or, or, or why, but she's clearly been branded. She's wearing the same one shoulder pad, mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of football pad on one side that Max has traditionally worn in mm -hmm. the films. 
So it, it's also very misleading. Um, but it's it's George Miller throwing in those old things that we recognize mm -hmm. in in a in a much better way than you know Star Wars did. Let's be honest. <laughs> do you want to talk about all the things Star Wars did wrong no, in terms no, of character introductions? Because no, we could just do a, a whole podcast. We could do an hour and a half on just bad character introductions in that film and bad execution of character arcs. No, let's let's not. Let's do let's let's. You know, I, I'd much rather talk about a film I love. Well, my name's Travis Sintel, uh, and I'm Yuri Lowenthal. Thank you for joining us because here. You are awaited.